Welcome to the journey of uncovering who you are meant to be. I'm Rachel Weaver, your jack-of-all-trades manifesting generator that will light the way. In this space, we'll explore what authenticity means so that you can wake up every single day saying, oh my God, I love who I am. Buckle up, my friends, because we're in for a wild ride as we decondition what the world has told us to be so that our soul can rest in who we're meant to be. Your soul has a message for the world, and this is where we find the gold and let her shine bright. You're in the right place if you want to build a business on the foundation of your authentic self. Let's go be you, babe. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Be You Babe podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Weaver, and today I am really, really excited for this conversation with Amanda because... I think she and I, we have so much in common, um, both in her designs as well as the work that we do. Uh, She's also a 4'6". She's a generator, but with a defined throat. And she does PR using human design. And I really think that we look at charts the same way (laughs) and can geek out on this all day long. But I digress. Amanda, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk. Let's start with your story. Like, just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, um, and let's go from there. Sure. So, as I was saying to you, I think I have a pretty interesting six-line story, which you know I didn't understand until I actually, obviously, found human design. But I've worked in PR for almost twenty-five years now. Um, I started working for big pharma companies right out of college, which was, you know, really great. I was moving up the ladder on paper. Everything looked fantastic. Um, And then in true form around the year I turned 30, I actually was the year I turned 30, about eight years in, I was pretty miserable in my job. You know, everything looked fantastic. People were like, you should be so grateful. And I just was having those, you know, those feelings. I think it's very common to a lot of people, especially these days. Um, And so I unfortunately had a tragedy occur that year where I lost a really close friend in a car accident, which was terrible. And, you know, for the first time, I think I really took a pause and said, you know, what am I doing with my life? Life is short. You know, you don't think at that age that you're going to experience something like that. And um, I like very suddenly decided to leave my job. And it was, you know, like looking back, it was very sacral. Again, I didn't understand that at the time, but I pretty much quit my job, you know, like with very little thought. Yeah. Um, I ended up through my network, um, you know, again, for not to keep throwing that in there, but, but yeah. like as my four line, I ended up um, finding a job as a, in, in a consulting firm where I, you know, was able to do great work. I had a lot more freedom. It brought me a lot of financial success. I was doing work I loved with people I loved. It was really, really great. And I, you know, for about 16 years. And then in 2020, like a lot of people, I started to sort of have that tug again. And, you know, and so I'm, I'm 46 now that was like my mid, my mid forties. So right on track Mm -hmm. and, you know, everything sort of slowed down at that time. And I would take these really long walks in the woods with a good friend of mine. We would walk our dogs and she had left her corporate financial career to become a life coach. And she also introduced me to human design around that time. And so we would have these really long talks and she was probably the first person that gave me permission to have the the feelings that I was feeling, you know, everybody else looks at you like you're sort of nuts for, you know, having this wonderful career on paper, but I just felt like I was living someone else's dream life from a career perspective. It just wasn't bringing me the joy um, that I was looking for. I just wanted something that was going to make me feel like I wanted to get out of bed and do it in the morning. And it had done that for a while, but it just was not there anymore. And so, you know, not coincidentally that year, um, 
the consulting project that I had been solely focused on for the past five years ended very suddenly when the client was acquired. So, you know, the universe faced me with this like choice and it was either move on to a new project or, you know, I started hearing this voice that said, take a break. And that was something I had never even considered. Um, so I spent a lot of time really battling my mind over it. I, you know, it just was like, I can't do that. Well, you know, what am I going to do? I don't just not, you know, I'm a generator, so I don't just not do anything, but I had been starting to, you know, really like explore spirituality and think more about who, you know, who am I really, who do I want to be human design? It was a really important part of that. And, um, you know, my, my soul won out, it sort of won that battle with my mind. And I took about a year off and I just met these amazing people and I spent time with myself and, um, you know, I was surprised at how many of the coaches and healers I worked with had come from the corporate world, which, you know, I'm not surprised at that now I hear it more every day, but at the time, like, kind of like, oh, these people are like me, but it just lit me up. And I started to think, how do I become a part of this? Like, what is, Mm. you know, what role can I play here? And, you know, I started to see this pattern that a lot of the, the entrepreneurs in this space just didn't feel aligned. And I know you talk about this a lot with, you know, a lot of the uh, options that are out there to market themselves. And, um, you know, when I would tell them what I did, they were really interested in PR, um, but they'd either thought, you know, oh, I'm not big enough for that. I don't have enough followers. I can't, you know, sort of a lot of the things I think you've heard from others that you've spoken with, but yeah. what I would tell them, and I knew, you know, I realized myself is it didn't matter how big a coach was. What made me want to work with them was their story. So I'd either heard mm-hmm. them on a podcast or I read something that they had written. And so I realized that, you know, I could teach people in this space, how to do that for themselves. And, and then beyond that, I sort of felt like I needed, there was something more, there was still a missing piece for me. And what I realized was that human design had empowered me so much to really just, you know, start to accept who I was and recognize that the parts of myself that I pushed away were really the most important parts and the best parts. Mm -hmm. And so I felt that adding human design would really just empower these, these individuals to show up as themselves and feel good about it and not tell them how to show up. Because I think human design is a lot about, you know, it's not telling you how to do it, but it's, it's almost validating things that I think, Mm -hmm. you know, most people have felt their whole lives. And so Mm Um, I decided to add human design to it. And that to me is such an important part. And then, you know, just intuition in general, PR is, I, you know, one of my early mentors always said, it's an art, not a science. And I really Mm -hmm. believe that a lot of PR is intuitive and feeling into things. And so here I am, and I'm just really excited to have found my place in this world. What? Oh, I love your story. I mean, it's heart wrenching to start like at 30, uh, watching a friend pass away and in such a tragic way too, but then using that to catapult you into something into more alignment, it really serves its purpose. I mean, you turning something sad into, um, gold and beauty and it didn't go to waste. Right. And love that you take human design and implement it into PR. Cause you're right. Like it is, um, you have to be yourself. And I mean, this is the whole point of this podcast is being yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but how it really matters in how people receive you. And, um, I just, I love how you incorporate it into the PR stuff. Um, we talked a little, or I guess we had some talking points that we wanted to hit, but I, so your sixth line is actually, it's uh, kind of similar to mine. Um, I found human design at around age 30, had a bit of a, an identity crisis. My, um, I had the birth of my first child and like that whole piece of it. And now at 
I turn 40 next week, um, feeling very much on the roof and wanting to talk about things, but also from a distance, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, there's a piece where it's like, and maybe you feel this too, um, in this interim phase, feeling like you want to pull away, but yet that fourth line, maybe it's the fourth line, maybe it's like wanting to step down a little bit and share your knowledge, but also feeling like it's going to be judged. That's how I feel mm -hmm. a little bit. Like if I share my truth, it's going to be judged. Um, I don't know. I don't know where that, how you feel. No, I would agree. I would agree with that. I mean, I think two things, you know, on the, on the sixth line, you know, it was interesting for me look again, looking at it with this lens now that I didn't have at the time. Yeah. Um, like I would say, even just leaving my corporate jobs where I was very forward facing, talking with the media and then mm -hmm. moving into a consulting role where I was sort of guiding clients to do that, you know, behind the scenes. I mean, that was to me, even now that I look at it kind of going up on the roof and taking yeah. a step back. So I was doing really great work, but I was able to sort of do it on my own terms. And, you know, and now as I move towards 50 in a few years, I'm starting to like feel the push to kind of become visible again. Um, but yeah. I agree with you. I mean, I think too, you're, you're a four, six as well. Yep. Four, six as yeah, well. So yeah. I think the unconscious six, which I, that's something I've been really focusing on this year too, is, is having that, that piece of us not be conscious. Mm -hmm. I think is, is mm -hmm. something that we, you know, and I mm -hmm. think, you know, you're, you're coming up a few years behind me, I think, as you start to, and you're, you're, you know, you put yourself out there way before I did. And so I think that just starting to do that and exercise that muscle starts mm -hmm. to make it feel, you know, more embodied yeah. for us. And yeah. on the four line, I'll say what's interesting there for me is I always would dread networking when I worked when I worked in healthcare, I hated it. I mean, nope. I, lo I love people. I love to talk right. with people. I've always yep. been that way, but it's really funny now. My husband even laughs at me. He's a reflector by the way, but, oh, um, ooh. Yeah. so he always laughs because he'll say, you know, you would do nothing but complain when you had a business trip or you had to go to an event. He's like, now I can't keep track of all the people that you talk to <laughs> every day. It's somebody yeah. new. Yeah. And so it's just funny how, when you're in alignment, it really, it shifts so much and how you, you know, even embody those natural pieces of our energy. Oh, for sure. And I mean, this is, uh, the four, six and really embodying the unconscious line and being it really, it affects the fourth line. Cause before I really understood the sixth line and before I started coming down and sharing and just kind of went away, like I didn't, I was scared. Right. Um, I didn't want to share, then I didn't have opportunities. It was a lot harder to meet the people that felt aligned. Um, and now with more embodiment in that sixth line, oh my God, I can't tell you how many people I meet all the time. Like my husband says the same things. Like, who are you meeting? Who is this? And where did you meet them? It's like I met them online. <laughs> I can't keep them up. I can't keep them straight. That's what he says to me. But yeah. it is, it's, it's really fun to feel that though. Cause again, it's something that you, you know, I would judge myself for. And mm -hmm. now I recognize that there was a re you know, there was a reason. I think it's just, yeah. you know, this, the self-acceptance piece of it. Mm. Um, you know, I, I would like say that for me, human design never told me how to be. I know people, there's a lot of sort of people out there that are, that worry yeah. about that, or they think it's very constricting, but what I would say is it, it validated so much for me and really yeah. enabled me to, to show up as myself. And that's why yeah. I think it just, it goes yeah. so naturally hand in hand with PR for that reason, mm -hmm. um, because not everybody is going to resonate with everybody. Right. I mean, no, they're, totally. you're going to, you're going to hear somebody and they're either going to be for you or not for you. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the more we can be ourselves, the more we're going to connect with the people Absolutely. that we're meant to work with and that we truly can help. Right. I think the results demonstrate that too. Yeah, absolutely. And 
Like, I'm curious to know how you feel about the sacral and using the sacral to attract. And do you feel like you do attract a lot using sacral power? And what does that look like and feel like for you? Yeah, that's been a practice for me for sure. I mean, I know I've always had a gut instinct that I, mm-hmm. I probably just, you know, I, I beat it down so much. It just was almost indiscernible for me for, for a long time. But yeah. for me, the, the waiting to respond has enabled me to sort of reactivate that piece of me mm. and trust it more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's, and I'm sure you feel this as an MG, it's, it's hard to sit still when you have sacral energy, Yeah, even if I'm not, um, even if I'm not doing like, even when I would be bored, I would learn how to crochet or I would do, you know, just something to keep my hands busy. And so you realize like how much you, you sort of rely on that. But what I realized in taking the time off was even though I would be in movement in some way, it was a different type of movement. So it would be movement where I was like walking in the woods or I was, you know, Mm -hmm. even when I was meditating, I'm not the best, you know, at sitting still for long periods of time, but it would allow me to let the things come in. And I think when you start to realize that actually waiting to respond does attract more, you start to then, I think, trust that because you, you realize that when you, when I would initiate, I'd have to redo things because it wasn't right. Or when I would wait for the right thing to come in, it would just, it's, it really almost not every day is magical, but I would say a lot of days are magical when you learn to, to trust your, your inner authority for sure. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I so agree that like the waiting is really, really hard. And especially Mm -hmm. as an MG, like I'm always wanting to initiate. I'm like, I have this idea. I know it's amazing. (laughs) And then I want to go create and I have to sit back and I have to go, no, it's going to come to me. The right way is going to come to me. And you're right. It is fucking magical. Mm -hmm. It's (laughs) true. It is the truth. I mean, I think it's almost hard to explain to people Mm-hmm. conceptually until you try and you do yeah. work this experiment for yourself. But I just think yeah. the more, the more people that can learn about human design to me, I just think, and again, I'm not like a preacher of it. I just really, I believe that however you get there, whether it's human design or another modality, really learning to trust yourself and the, yeah. the your intuition and the things that you yeah. feel. I mean, that's why I, I even call my program intuitive PR, because I really yeah. feel like so much of what you do in PR is, is really feeling into, is this the right opportunity for me? Is this what Mm -hmm. I want to say? Am I, am I showing up as somebody that I think I should be, or am I showing up, you know, really being authentic? Mm -hmm. I just think it's, it's so much easier and it takes so much pressure off to be, you know, to be who we, who we are. And it's, you know, I think I heard you say this or either on one of your podcasts, or you maybe in one of your posts, but sometimes people say, be you, and you don't know who, like, who am I? I don't, you know, we don't don't even know what that means. I'm a different person every week, but I think that when you learn to trust whatever that is on whatever given day, I think it's just, it just goes a long way in getting us out of our minds, which is mm-hmm. something I've really had to work on, um, with the defined Ajna, especially. I think, but, I mean, I have an undefined and I'm the same way. And like, I yeah. get in my head all the time. Like it's always up here. You're just getting to- it from outside. I'm getting yeah. it from inside. Right. I mean, it's, it's, but it, however you get it, it's, it's not an easy, I think, I just think that's probably one of the most important things and it's easier said than done. But I think once you figure out how to at least be the observer of those thoughts yeah. and not just feel yes. like they're driving the, you know, driving the bus, it, it, it really changes a lot. It really does. Um, tell me more about the intuitive PR and how you use human design to help mm-hmm. guide for clients, like what opportunities are correct and like, and even how to reach out to those people to get yeah. PR spots. Yeah. So, I mean, I have, I have a program where I take people through a very, you know, 
um, structured, structured process to teach them all of the steps. Cause I think PR is not, um, it's not rocket science, but I do mm-hmm. think that a lot of times there are nuances to PR that people are not aware of, even in just the way that they're reaching out. And, and to your point, when you start to factor something in like your natural energetics, it, it really changes things. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the first things that I look at, you know, starting big is energy type. And, um, if anybody is interested, I do have a free download on my website that looks at, um, awesome at PR tips per, you know, pretty detailed, like per each energy type, which I think is a good place to start for sure. Um, you know, I even think like, obviously for non-sacral beings, I think that's really interesting because, you know, a lot of times the marketing practices that are out there require a lot of ongoing work. It's create the content every day, get that funnel moving. You cannot stop. And to me, when I look at non-sacral beings, the lower energy types, and I I have some projectors I've worked with that have said, you know, and I don't think I even realized this initially, they told me, you know, the reason I like this so much is that I can do it when I feel I have the energy mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And they can, and I always think it chills as I say that, because it's, I think that's such a, that's something that we forget sometimes as, as sacral beings. And then even for, for people with a defined sacral, you can kind of say like, you know, you get your yes or no as to whether it's the right opportunity. You can kind of feel sometimes you're like, Oh, that podcast looks really good. But then you get the, "Mm," you know, I'm not really sure if that's the right one for me. Um, you know, it, even your energy can even affect what type of content that you, you might Mm -hmm. be better at. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. people might be more likely to want to speak on a podcast. Some Mm -hmm. people want to be, you know, more behind the scenes and write contributor content. So I think, you know, again, there's a process that we follow for sure, but I, I feel like it becomes more personalized and specific, um, when yeah. we look at some of these things that, you know, and, and again, even without human design, I think just really feeling into what's right and not saying, you know, this is what you need to do. And these are the opportunities yeah. you should pursue. It just, it yeah. becomes more personal, which I think then again, at, you know, as the alignment. Everything. Yeah. Everything feels better. And when it's more personalized to you, a hundred percent, um, Oh, dang it. I had a question. No, I can't. Yeah. Well, I can talk a little bit more. I mean, so, you know, I I look way beyond energy. Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, I look at everything really. I think you said you do the same thing. So it's not really, I mean, I know a lot of people use, you know, conscious sun and mercury, very important. I think they give us a lot of information, but I really kind of look at the whole chart and I feel into what pieces would, you know, kind of affect communication in one way, Mm -hmm. shape or form. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I look at profile lines obviously are really important. Um, defined centers can affect, you know, what lines, what lines certain gates are in and then how you Mm. talk about things in relation Mm. to whether it's your, you know, your trial and error or, you know, talk more about that. Like, so you're looking at the lines of like mercury. Yeah. Well, so like if I were, so here, let, let me talk, I have like my, my, chart over here. So I can kind of talk to it a little bit to give you some, um, you know, like to sort of bring it to life. And so, yeah, like if I look at, and so mine just for full disclosure, I mishmash my business chart and my personal chart together in some ways too. So um, that's a whole nother story. We could talk about have a whole nother (laughs) podcast about that. But, um, so when I look at, so my, um, my conscious son is in 61.4. Mm-hmm. the gate of mystery. And so, you know, looking at that for me, it's always been about seeking inner truth and I will, so I'll tell you the other one too. And then it's also the gate of contribution. So it's 8.5 is my, my, um, conscious son for my business. And so okay. again, like mine is sort of all mashed together, but it's, it's yeah. really inspiring people to use their, you know, to creatively embrace their authenticity and self-expression. Um, I just feel like that's really 
really spot on. I mean, I found that yeah. after I did this, so it's just, you know, very validating. Oh, um, that. and then it's in the line four, which, I mean, I really feel like it came, it was, you know, born out of the, the eight, um, and this, well, the 64 is in the four, the five, the, um, eight is in the five, which is the structure, which is the mm -hmm. business. So it's me building this sort of structure to help people within. And then yeah. the four came from my own awakening and finding all these people that I connected with that really led me to this, you know, to the realization that there was something here. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I love it. And then for the Mercury, if I look at that one, so they're both in gate two. So, and that, that was a big one for me too, because I'll just say there before I talk about the gates specifically that I really also started to question, you know, do I need to go back and get a certification? What kind of mm -hmm. coach am I going to be? How do I belong? You know, how do I fit into yeah. this space and what is my role? And a big part of what I questioned was whether I needed to learn. I mean, and obviously I have learned things, but I think what the two validated for me when looking at it is that I had this within me. Yeah. And that it was naturally there. And that, you know, sort of if I would go within and sit with it and, and allow myself to be recognized for the natural gifts that I had, you know, that I was able to sort of bring this to the world. Um, oh, and then the gates that. are the 19 and the 20. So, you know, the gate of wanting and the gate of contemplation, but it's, you know, about meeting the needs of others. So there's an unmet need in this space, um, mm -hmm. you know, finding something that will address that need for people, um, mm -hmm. you know, looking at the patterns and practices in the marketing within the, you know, the entrepreneurs out here and not them not feeling aligned and, um, you know, trusting my intuition and finding clarity in, yeah you know, in the present moment. And, and then also, I mean, the biggest one for me there is just the self-love and acceptance because yep. I think that's what I had to find. And for me, that's what I feel like I encourage my clients to find so that mm -hmm. they can feel really good. It's, you know, it's vulnerable, but I think when you can accept yourself, um, you know, all, all of the parts of ourself for who we're meant to be, I think that really, you know, helps us then you know, not just love ourselves, but it helps us to love others unconditionally too. Yes, absolutely. I think when you can love, especially when you can love your own shadow and the only, the areas that you had previously shunned and not wanted anyone to see, but if, when you can love that and bring it out and be like, no, this is a part of me and I'm going to try and be the highest expression of that energy, right? Highest expression of any of it um, is really beautiful. And I love how you use the lines. Like I hadn't, considered that or like really looked at that. So I love that. Um, and we, I want to talk about PR and the energy that PR carries versus social media, because I know most entrepreneurs think that social media is the way that we get clients, right? Like we have to have a social media account and we have to post all the time. And I, and the whole, I, the whole reason I started out on this like PR journey of having people on the podcast was because I was like, this isn't the only way. You don't mm -hmm. have to do just social media. There's mm -hmm. so many other ways to get your message out there. And PR is like, I mean, it's brilliant in my opinion, because number one, it carries, it does carry a different energy. It's not you talking about your business. It's other people talking about your business um, and how that shifts things in the no like, and trust, as well as like just leveraging time, right? Like you can have an interview with somebody and it goes out to their audience. You don't have to grow an audience. You're using mm -hmm. and leveraging theirs. So talk to us about that. 
Yeah. I mean, and so I think what happens too is so many people in this, you know, in the personal development, spiritual space, whatever, however we want to categorize it. I mean, really anybody that becomes a solopreneur after working in a corporate environment, you know, I think most of us are here just trying to build a career out of something that we love. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you do that, I think, especially if you don't come from any sort of marketing type background or even maybe a corporate background, I think it becomes overwhelming because you, you know, you have to build this, this online business. And then you're like, to your point, oh, now I have to go and do all these other things that really aren't what I was here for. And the, you know, yeah. this is what I came here for. <laughs> and so social media is, ob- is an obvious place to start. I think, you know, having a presence is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree, you know, I think it's always, and same with advertising. I mean, that it's again, nothing wrong with it. If you right. do all those things successfully, PR will only support all of that. If you have a great funnel and a great content right. marketing strategy, PR is only going to, you know, hold hands with that and, and bring you across the finish line. But what I'll say is that, you know, PR does have a different energy. It is, it's earned for the most part. I mean, most mm-hmm. people that are doing the type of PR that we're talking about here are not out there buying big spots. I mean, that does happen. And it's, it's the, the mm-hmm. whole part of my, even making the changes, the news media has changed so much, especially from a, you know, like a, a top tier perspective, but yeah. um, you know, that's another conversation, but you know, what we're talking about here there is a huge opportunity as well because there are so many um, there's so many outlets that are looking for content, right? I mean, yeah. there's a lot of podcasts, there's a lot of yeah. blogs, there's a lot of online outlets that are are hungry for content. They have space to fill, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't mean you can just put anything out there. It has to be intentional, and I think it has okay. to have you know, an important message that people want to hear, but there's a huge opportunity. And then from a leverage perspective, I think I'll you know what I would add there is that not only do you have somebody else helping to leverage that earned, you know, that earned coverage that gives you that mm-hmm. credibility and trust, but then you also have a warm audience with your social media. So to sort of bring it full circle, yeah. there could be somebody that's watching you on your Instagram and has wondered mm-hmm. about what you really do or doesn't quite mm-hmm. have the picture, but they, you know, have that, there's something there, there's an, an attraction. And mm-hmm. when you share that coverage, you know, saying, mm-hmm. Oh, Hey, I was on this podcast or, Hey, I wrote this blog post. Um, you know, on such and such publication, I think that sometimes will convert a warm audience to sure, yeah, or, or take them one step further. Yeah. And so I think that PR, yeah. and again, like I said, I mean, everybody I worked with, it was because I had heard their story somehow. And so, <laughs> you know, obviously you have to be comfortable with what you're sharing. I know you talked to, um, I think it was Adela. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other day I listened to that was a great conversation. I really enjoyed that. And she had talked about that too. You know, you don't want to share things that aren't going to make you comfortable or necessarily going to, you know, create too much emotion in your audience, but there is an important place for that. And I think that's what people makes people see you as a real person. And to me in Mm -hmm. this, in this world that we live in, I think that that's, there's just more value in that than ever. Mm -hmm. Oh, so much value in it. Oh, I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, mm, where, oh. I just, I'm trying to think where I want to go from here. <laughs> I know is, there's so many. Directions. I'm sorry. I feel like I want to just preface to the audience that it is seven seven thirty now <laughs> in the morning, <laughs> and I feel like that's why my brain is like, <laughs> "Oh, you're fine." Oh, I um, I love everything that you're saying, and I feel like we have very much the same audience and the same um, person that we love to work with. Uh, especially in this like spiritual community, what do you see when someone comes to you for PR? Do you feel like they are ready for PR? Are they, or do they need a little bit more confidence boosting or clarification in their messaging or like how, 
what do you need to have in place and feel really good and confident in before you go out and get PR spots? Mm -hmm. So I would say it's a combination. Some people come like very ready. They know they're offering, you know, I always say you should know what you want. You know, you always sort of want to promote something, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's, it's never salesy, but you know, you want to sort of know what your end goal is by putting yourself out there, right? If you're driving someone to your, there always has to be an objective and a call to call to action to some degree. (laughs) Yes. I mean, all of us that grew up in the marketing, the corporate marketing world, you know, we can't, we can't exist without those things. But I mean, I think too, and I I know you've talked about manifestos before to me, that's really important. Not everybody, I think everybody knows what they in their heart want, but I think sometimes Mm -hmm. articulating it doesn't always it hasn't always happened in a specific way. And I think sometimes that can muddle the message. So I think it really is important for people like messaging to me is everything, even if you don't stick to it exactly, it's just giving your brain a framework to work within. And again, like, you know, that could, that could be dependent on energy type too, but I would say that, you know, I always, so I, before people come into work with me, I have, you know, a a pretty extensive set of questions that I ask. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that I ask is, you know, do you have like a, you know, your USP, or do you have your, you know, your, your value proposition or, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like, how do you characterize yourself? Do you have that? Are you clear on that? And to me, that's important. And even if they have it done, I think there's just really value in looking at it from the human design lens too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just to see, cause I think it, you know, what I do with, with people too, is I try to take it one step further to even say, you know, here's the tone of, you know, that you may want to, to utilize. And again, I give them a lot Mm -hmm. of options. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. always what resonates, right? It's not like this is your tone. It's more, you know, here's some themes I think that make sense for you based on, you know, like based on what I see in your chart, are you here to be inspirational? You're here to be funny. Are you here to, Mm -hmm. you know, like all of those different types of things as well. And so, you know, I think it's, it's just looking at it with a new eye and just making sure that what they come away with feels comfortable. And, you know, then obviously there's like the regular things that we always want to want people to have. You want to have some good photos. You want to have, um, a bio, like a short and a long bio, depending on what Mm -hmm. the, the media outlet you're working with might have. You want to, um, what am I forgetting? I just like a gazillion things that, you know, but you want, you want to just have, you know, and again, this all come when I work with people, they get all kinds of tools for me. Like I have a whole set of tools list where they can, um, you know, mm-hmm. writing tools and things. Cause not writing doesn't come naturally to everybody. And so some of my yeah. people might be like, I don't even want to deal with that. I just want to be on podcasts, but <laughs> I think, you know, you want to have your press kit together. You want to, you know, if you've yep. done other media, it's always good to share that. And so I think it's just making sure that, you know, they understand how to present themselves to a reporter in the right way. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. again, energetically and also professionally, because I think just, you know, sometimes people, not that they're not professional, but when you've never done something before, it's just a skill and it's a skill Mm -hmm. that anybody can learn for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, hundred percent a skill anyone Mm -hmm. can learn. Absolutely. Um, I feel like the one thing when I first started going, I want to be on other people's podcasts. I want like trying to leverage uh, PR on my own the one thing that felt really hard and heavy was and finding, right. Going out and figuring out where these podcasts were, how do I pitch them, all of that. So when, I guess, what is your process or um, advice to people out there going, I want this, but now what? (laughs) Yeah. And so, and that's a big part of what we go through. And I think, um, you know, even I have a lot of tips and this is actually on the the downloadable uh, file on my website, just talking about, so even let's take projectors, right? So they want to be on a podcast. Um, I actually just posted this on Instagram this morning, but you know, they want to go on a podcast and they know that they have wisdom to share. They know that they can add to this conversation. 
mm-hmm. you know, but your natural inclination might be to, to reach out to this person and say, you know, I'd really like to be on your podcast. How do I, how do I go about setting that up or whatever? You know, I'm sure they would right. say it appropriately, but it might yeah. be a little bit more of an initiating energy. PR has an initiating energy, right? I mean, you can't it just does. sit back and wait, yeah. but it's also, but it's also invited at the same time. So it sort mm-hmm. of has an interesting push pull. But, you know, what a projector would say is, you know, they want to create space for that invitation. So they might say, hey, and I think everybody should do this anyway. When you reach out to any person, I mean, I never would reach out to someone if I hadn't listened or read their content. I just think that it just makes sense. I mean, that's to me, that's very common sense. I think most people know that. But I think also saying what you liked about what you heard or read, you know, I really enjoyed this conversation that you had with so-and-so. I think, you know, I have so many really interesting thoughts about it that I would love to share that I think your audience might be, might benefit from, you know, could, Mm -hmm. you know, would you be interested in talking sometime or something like that? It's, it's just more creating the space. It's, it's, you know, again, for a projector, it's never going to be about that initiation in that, in the way that, you know, a manifester might reach out and say, you know, I have this totally um, innovative and off the wall topic that I know that your audience would love and they can reach out and offer these things or, you know, they can go to big media in a way where they, you know, will will most likely attract sometimes um, Mm -hmm. those reporters in a different way or, you know, maybe they'll repel them too. It just depends. But if it's an alignment, I think that, you know, looking at how you approach based on energy type, I think gives you a little bit of an edge, quite frankly. But yeah, I mean, there's standard tips, obviously, I mean, get the person's name, right. I mean, I could tell you all of those things too. I think there's a lot of, a lot of things that you would just be surprised. Surprised people are busy. I mean, I get it. Like we all mistype Mm -hmm. something there's typos, but I think it's really important with media because, you know, even, even people on social media, I'm sure you're getting people messaging you about things all the time. And if someone calls you, you know, Renee, instead of Rachel, like you might kind of be like, hmm, well, they didn't even take the time to get my name right. It, you know, yeah. not that you're angry, but it's, you know, I think you yeah. just, I think when people are thoughtful about their communications in general, it's going yeah. to, you know, absolutely. attract more absolutely. attention back. Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. Like just little details and really being intentional. I think that's the whole point is being intentional with what you're doing. Like I really, it's not spraying and praying, um, right. but really going, I really love this podcast and yes. getting and to that's know you them. Should, you should talk to you. Like if yeah. I hadn't listened to you, it's funny. I didn't, I knew you had sort of been looking for a PR person. I didn't find you that way, but I had found your Facebook group and which mm-hmm. I've been following for a while now. And I was like, I, and then I found your, your podcast. And I'm like, I really love the conversations that she's having with people. Um, and I feel like I've been finding more and more people that are using human design in business. I feel like the sort of like little network around me is building and yeah. I'm just fascinated to talk to everybody about it. Cause I think there's similarities and differences and we learn things from each other, which then benefit our clients at the end yeah. of the day too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely growing. And I love just hearing more and more people being incorporating human design into their niche, like PR or whatever it mm-hmm. is, like, and exposing more and more people to to human design. Um, and I love that you don't put people in boxes either. Cause I, I think it can be really easy to put yourself into a human design box, right? Like you read the the little snippets on social media of of Mm -hmm. what certain things are and it can put you into a box. And I've never, ever, ever want anyone to feel that way when they're reading anything of mine or anyone like it's take what resonates and leave the rest Mm -hmm. and really experiment with the knowledge and with um, what you're learning because that's how you embody ultimately, right? Like, yeah, because it has think, to feel right, right? You have yeah. to, it has to land for you yeah. in your body for sure. And that's why even 
you know, again, PR has an initiating energy in many ways, but what I want people to know is you don't have to be a manifester or a manifesting generator to, you know, I mean, even like, even for you, you still have to sort of wait for something to respond to, but Mm -hmm. there it's, but you know, what, what you respond to could be something you heard on that podcast. So, I mean, it really is, is, is as easy as just exposing yourself to what you love. And I also think, you know, like you said, the spraying to me is not necessarily the best approach. Cause I think you may, maybe you get twice as many articles or twice as many podcast conversations, but if you're not aligned with where those, where that content is going, it's not necessarily going to result in, you know, any conversion for you. I mean, and PR mm-hmm. is really not intended to convert. I think it does in a lot of cases, but yeah, I mean, it's really just to, it's to raise your visibility. It's to give you more, you know, more content to leverage with your audience. It's to yeah. build trust and, and to really let people hear, I think, hear your story in a way that they're not going to really get it in any other Absolutely. format. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I, what I love about my own podcast, cause it's mine, but I get to just have conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't, I honestly, I have zero agenda with this thing. It's just kind of taking on a life of its own. Um, and I get to have conversations with people and hear about what they're doing. And even with a whole bunch of different people doing PR and doing PR really in a conscious way, mm-hmm. um, they're all unique in their own way and they all have their own message. And I think that is what's come out of like the last month and a half of um, it really, no matter what you're doing, no matter how many other people are doing it, you have a unique way of doing things. Yeah. And And you're going to resonate with people that are meant for you. Right. I mean, there's, I mean, I would say there's probably relative to other marketing disciplines, there's probably fewer PR people out there than a lot of, and I'd say copywriting mm-hmm. is new. I'm not seeing as much of that either. Mm-hmm. We're just in general in this space. Like people are really focused and not focused on kind of like the funnels and the marketing and a lot of those yeah. types of, you know, build your yep. programs. But I would say is that, you know, there's, there's, I think we're just moving into a new way of thinking it about is. business in general. It's and fun. there's, there's room for everybody. Right. I mean, yes. I think there, people are yes. going to resonate with me. Someone yes. else is going to resonate with somebody else. And I think that's great. I think that the whole point is and a big part of what I wanted to get out of with corporate was the whole cutthroat culture. I just think that's not a place that really benefits anybody. It keeps us mm-hmm. in that flight or fight or flight mm-hmm. mode all the time. And I mm-hmm. just, you know, that's why like my consulting job for the last 16 years was so great. Cause I worked with people that there was none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, it was really more the work just felt not as aligned anymore, but you know, I think working with people or working around people that all kind of raise each other up to me, I think there's just nothing better than that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, maybe it's the fourth line, but we're all like in this together, yeah. guys. It's true. Like, I want to talk to, like, I've talked to, you know, other PR people in this space too. And I like, I would talk to any of them. Cause I think that there's just, you know, it's just kind of cool to hear other people's experiences and stories. I think it's, um, I think yeah. it's great. And I love to see PR becoming more prevalent. Like I'm excited that you, you know, mm. you attracted so many different people that are doing it in, in unique ways. And I think it's fun. I think PR yeah. is, is something that, like I said, anybody can learn. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, just try again, it's, it's about trusting yourself that you're going to put the information yeah. out that that's yeah. right. And I think it's just another way to get your message out there, right? Like, um, I look at it, like I want three different ways that my message is, I guess, funneling people in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, yeah, could be a word. It seems very technical. Um, but we can do it. Works for me. Yeah. Three different ways that people are coming in and being exposed to what I have to say and how I work. And PR is just one of those avenues where social media is another one. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the, it, 
not getting stuck that it has to be one way and no, one way it's an only. ecosystem, right? I mean, you're going to feed it mm-hmm. from different directions and people are yeah. going to get different contacts from different yeah. posts, but it's all complimentary. I and mean, I think, you yeah. know, it's like, and again, as a branding expert, you want it to all feel cohesive and that it mm-hmm. goes together and all totally. of that. Um, totally. you know, I think the, another interesting one that we haven't touched on, but, um, yeah. this is kind of more recent that I've added to when I look at the charts where I focus, cause I've been very interested in the gene keys lately too. Ooh, yeah. And the sequences, which I'm not as, I'm not as well-versed on them, you know, as of yeah. yet, it's something that I'm working on. I'd like to add okay. astrology at some point too. That's definitely on, on the list, but I'm like, my brain can only handle so much. I'm learning <laughs> yep. Reiki. I'm learning Reiki next weekend. So that's next on my list. Oh, you're learning Reiki. Too. I am. I'm taking Reiki one and two next weekend in this like crash course. But the thing that I also think is interesting for people to consider too, and I think this, I don't know that this is necessarily something that people would intuitively come to. In fact, I think they may avoid it, but um, looking at your unconscious Mars as your core, as your core wound, I also think is interesting. And I've heard a couple of people, a couple of people said this, like I heard it in other conversations and it really yeah. spoke to me in that, you know, the thing that we're here to teach is, is basically the thing that we feel the most either insecure about or wounded yep. about. Yeah. Um, and it came up for me in a couple of sessions that I had with coaches that I work with in that, you know, the things that are, are nagging you or bothering you the most, or that you feel the most insecure about are mm-hmm. the things that you should be out there talking about. And again, I get chills mm-hmm. like with that one, cause mm-hmm. I really believe that it's, it's true that, you know, we're here to teach what, what we have learned ourselves, And I think, mm-hmm. I don't, I think there's, you know, again, like coming to it from a place of understanding, I think really resonates with people too. It's not saying, yeah. oh, I'm up here and I never had this problem. You know, even life coaches that I work with, I think sometimes like, you know, they think, oh, I'm a life coach. I have to have this perfect life. But I think mm. it's the life coach that's gone through the, gone through the shadow and gone through the fire yeah. and come out on the other yeah. side, I think is the life yeah. coach that really has empathy that, that most of us are looking for absolutely as yeah. we work in this space. And so like, for me, it's, you know, my, my unconscious Mars is in the 15 in the three, the trial and error, of course, um, but, you know, it, it is, it's about self-love and acceptance and not judging being authentic, um, for me, like following my own rhythm, which is something I always have struggled mm-hmm. with having like a routine or sticking mm-hmm. with anything. And now that makes so much sense to me. It's like, and, and again, even in the, in the marketing space, you know, what works for some people doesn't work for other people. It's like finding a unique way yeah. to get to the same place without being put in a box. And, and just knowing that you can, you can, create prosperity doing work that you love. And I think that Mm -hmm. was something that was kind of, you know, to some degree ingrained in my brain that, you know, oh no, you know, work is just what it is. You you Mm -hmm. can't, you know, nobody gets to do what they love for a living. You know, you can't, Mm -hmm. you don't get to do that. Like who's lucky enough to do that? Um, You know, I think when you realize that you can take the skills that you built, you know, in that sort of other world and bring them in. And I know you've done the same thing and a lot of others, it's just really um, like, to me, it's, it's heartwarming to, to be able to feel like there's an opportunity to do that and actually yes. do the, do what you love, but in a way that also feels like really um, just really natural and aligned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And talking, I was actually talking with another group of people this morning about joy and play and co- um, coinciding that with work and how does that show up and where where did we learn that we couldn't have joy in our work? And mm-hmm. that's fascinating. Like we, I mean, for the longest time, work was work, right? Work yeah. was the thing that brought you money and that yes. was it, right? And even still, my parents tried to like, you know, do what you love, do what you love, but 
in the back of their mind, it was like, no, <laughs> do what you love, but make sure it makes a lot of money. <laughs> I was going to say, as long as it brings the other side to you. And I, you know what I have found too, and I'll tell you this, like personally, when I left my corporate job, I, you know, I was willing to make less financially mm. just for my own peace of mind. Yep. Right. Yep. And what I found, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sort of like, I'm still in the building phase on this end of it, but what I found there, and I believe will happen, you know, again, is that when, when you do something for the right internal reason, because it, mm. it's, it's what, you know, your body is telling you is the right thing for yourself. I believe that it, it creates abundance because you mm. are, you're energetically calling in, you know, that, that mental health and all the other you know, physical health and all of the, it's just like how we manifest disease when we're, when we're in a bad place. And I, I mean, I have stories about that myself too. And what happened to me when I was in like very stressful years and thing and health things that I went through, but yeah. you know, I see that now. And I know that again, you know, being in alignment will bring whatever it is. It doesn't mean it has to be yeah. more, but it's, and it always brings you enough. And I believe that mm-hmm. when you trust in that and you trust in yourself, you will attract mm-hmm. what's meant for you as well. Mm-hmm. Just like with the clients, I think it's the same, yeah. it's the same thing as, you know, and, and abundance that's somewhere in my chart too. I forget where, but it's more than just financial abundance. I think it's the, it's sort of the whole package of what success means. And I think I have a whole new definition of that than I did. Mm you know, Amen. 20 years ago, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, especially growing up in the eighties and yeah. <laughs> what your definition of success is. Yeah. It's very, it is. That. Yeah. Oh, um, well, I think we could probably go on forever, but yes, <laughs> but we don't have to, we don't, you need um, another cup of coffee. <laughs> I know I probably will need another cup of coffee. <laughs> Tell everyone where to find you, where it's the freebie. Cause I know people are going to be like, I want to talk with you more. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. So I am on Instagram at curate.your.soul. I'm on Facebook too. I admit that, but that's mostly just at this point, Instagram content being fed there, but I'm available there as well. If you want to search under curate your soul. And then my website is www.curateyoursoul.com. And there is a, um, and I forget what I call it, like the energetic guide to PR for the types or something like that. I'm not doing it justice here, but it's available for download on my website and also, um, through the link in my bio on Instagram. So yeah, Um, I'd be excited to connect with anybody that wants to learn more. I offer a free discovery call. That's awesome. I'm going to put all of that in the show notes um, for anyone listening. And yeah, thank you so much for being here today. And I hope everybody has a really great week. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Bye guys. Oh, that was amazing, wasn't it? If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, write a review. It helps to get the word out. And if you want to dive in deeper to what authentic copy and messaging is for you, then please visit rachelweaver.com where there's guides and templates and more options for one-on-one copywriting, all specific to you and your energy. I thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Be you, babe.